The Dow hit a record high. Moving steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options to pick, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC. An exit strategy. You're listening to Our Three Cents. It's a podcast associated with Money Talks and Hensler Financial. I'm Troy Harmon, here today with none other than Casey Smith and Nick and Tanucci. Hey, guys. Hey, Troy. Troy. Yeah, it's the the gang's back together again. We're all here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to talk about some exit planning suggestions today, and uh, it's kind of a broad topic. We're not going to get too in-depth with any of them, but uh, if you're uh, taking notes at home, probably wouldn't be a bad idea to jot some of these down. If you hadn't heard them before, um, we'll, uh, we'll go through a, a pretty broad list of things that you should be thinking about. And as Casey always says... Uh, exit planning is really just good business planning. And, uh, yeah. you know, even if you have no exit uh, insight, haven't thought about it much, uh, it's still good to kind of shore up your business uh, with some good planning. So, um, yeah, a lot of these things we're going to talk about today, we've already touched on in previous episodes. Sure, um, sure. So feel free to go back through the archives. And, and if you want a, a little deeper dive on some of these, exactly should be there. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. more detail in, in, in some of them in our previous episodes. So, yeah. you know, make note of the ones that stand out to you that maybe these are the, the biggest inadequacies that you can uh, notice in your business or your exit plan and go back and listen in greater detail. Yeah, and, and the other thing is there's some of these topics we haven't touched and we will in future episodes. So right. uh, yeah. stick around and, and I'm sure we'll a get a little broad overview, granular. like Troy said. So yeah. we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to it. So uh, I guess let's just roll off with the understanding your options. Now, this definitely is about exit strategy. You know, we're talking about a generational transfer, a third party sale, leverage uh, recap, uh, third-party management where you would stay the owner of the business and just have somebody else uh, take care of it. It's kind of your annuity, if you will, continues to pay you, uh, assuming that the manage- manager that you've picked does a great job. Uh, ESOPs, liquidations, I mean, there's yeah, lots we t- and lots we've of We've touched a lot on the pros and cons of each of these. Um, you know, obviously, you're probably familiar with some of these more so than others. Like the ESOP is one that we often see clients come to us with. And I heard from a friend, this is the best way to do it. Sure. It doesn't necessarily fit every scenario, but at least be aware of yeah. what options are out there. And as we've preached also in, in previous episodes, episodes. It's not necessarily about getting the top dollar all the time. I know it sounds counterintuitive for me to say that, but sometimes you can structure a a deal that gets you more cash up front or something that's more favorable to you um, from a tax standpoint by by going a a different route that may not be the highest price, but in after-tax proceeds or just from a peace of mind if you maybe you care about, you know, some other, uh, you know, parts of the business, like the people sure. who work for you, et cetera. And just um, thinking about what those priorities are. What's, what's the most important thing to you as the business owner? How would you like to transition? Exactly. Casey. And kind of get an understanding of what what options are available and what route makes the most sense to look at as Guys, far as an exit. i got to tell you, I know this is a bit granular, but uh, I definitely like the third-party management. If you can create a business that you never have to sell, but you don't always have to be a part of the operations, I think that yeah. is like the the ultimate coup in life, right? Yeah, you get it's an annuity, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing that seems, seems to run these aground is quite often you get good managers who are getting paid well, 
a lot of times they want a piece of the action. They want some ownership, and well, you, that's okay. You wind up exactly, yeah. but but I, I think I think that's probably in in among all of the options. That's probably my favorite. But uh, let's move along. Yeah, the the next one on the list is uh, business succession instructions, and what I kind of translate this as is buy sell agreement, basically. Yeah. Oh, know, absolutely. So have have a written plan for you know who is going to run the business make financial decisions uh who do you want to be involved in the consulting on the business other you know professional advisors sure. involved things like that and just have a have a list of of what you want to happen and my cva is gonna gonna come into play here because i can't withhold not saying you need to have in the buy sell agreement what is the method for valuation and it oh, needs absolutely. to be based in yeah a logical manner right some right. sort of valuation metric not just a random number three times sales which is far too common and what a we solid, see we've a seen a flat, dollar, 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 flat right? dollar amount that yeah. is not at all related to market conditions or right. you know the growth of the company anything like that so yeah. make sure it's, piece, it's detailed as casey said the other piece with this is is a, a way to fund any uh, transfer that might actually come about so it's not just about writing down on paper this is what i want to happen but also this is where you'll find the funding yeah to do whether that's life to, insurance to or what right. have you key key man so the next one guys i think is really interesting uh, you know kind of being in control of your destiny identifying whether or not it's even a good time to exit your business sure. so in some cases you know time isn't on your side and you need to move a bit more quickly but yeah. if you're not in in a tight spot Consider market conditions. Is now a great right. time to sell your business? Right. Um, you could argue right now it's still a pretty favorable time to do so. I mean, yeah. money's not so expensive, you know, relative to historical cost of, of money. Um, Although people are really starting to tense up when they, you know, when they think about what it, rates are. The landscape it's, is certainly changing it, quickly. You're not at the absolute optimal spot, yeah. but it's not well, terrible. Well, and the, and the timing thing is, is important to remember, too, and kind of keep your overall horizon in mind because... A lot of owners that we've talked to over the past, you know, four or five years, it's been a pretty hot market, a sure. good time to sell your business. And a lot of them have said, I, I I, may not be at the top of the market, but I don't want to go through another recession. Yeah. Uh, and I can't, you know. You're being unless, proactive. You're unless being you have the ability to sure. wait that out. And, you know, it's just like for yeah. individual investors, we have the 10-year rule. And that just says that you know you need to keep liquid the amount that you need to spend over the next 10 years similar situation for your business if you want to you know have a liquidity event if you don't want to be forced to hold the business during a downturn and yep. maybe even if it's not the top of the market because the likelihood you're going to time the top of the market is pretty low yeah that's true and and the other thing that i think can be a pitfall here is thinking about it relative to your age yeah. when i'm 65 i want to get rid of the business yeah. uh what are economic conditions going to be when you're 65 i guarantee you you don't know that 10 years out yeah so uh you know you have to be nimble enough to to know when yeah, timing when, is when good take and, it off the table and if you're ready uh, you know the the only way you're going to be ready is if you plan in advance yep. so you know, if you're ready, then pull the trigger and enjoy your retirement. The next one is a bunch of what ifs. Uh, these are things you probably ought to ask yourself quite frequently, maybe even on a weekly basis. Uh, what if you lost a major customer? What if uh, your partner were hit by a bus? Uh, these kind of feedback into that buy sell agreement casey yeah um you know children announce they don't want to run the business or maybe the the manager that you've groomed for 10 years decides you know what i got this opportunity it's 
outside your business and I'm not going to be here. So you've uh, put a lot of time and effort into something you, again, can't control. And, and something else this makes me think of is we've talked about attractiveness versus readiness of a business, right? And some of these are the questions you would ask in the attractiveness or the readiness, you know, attractiveness or readiness kind of questions here. What would you do if you lost a major customer? Well, to a potential buyer, if one customer is, if you're heavily concentrated in one customer, um, that's going to make your business less attractive, right? There's Absolutely, greater business yeah. risk in there. Well, mm-hmm. especially when you're changing owners because nothing says that 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 your personality is the same as the the incoming owner and uh, whether or not you're going to get along with that major customer is is always kind of a question sure. a lot about what we've talked about so far is is related to those things that you can't really control the the five d's like yeah like sure to say the death disability divorce disagreement distress all of those well, things you got through without the one that never fits <laughs> but you always say the dismemberment dismemberment yeah six i think i'm the one that's we ought to likes to say that one we ought to just make it six just for yeah, good right. measure Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of those things you can't really control, but having a plan will help mitigate a lot of that risk. And yeah. de-risking the business is a big part of, of all of this, which is good, just good business strategy. Always. Right? Yep. That's it. Uh, continuity bonus. Now, this comes into play if you are uh, on the precipice of, of uh, transferring the business, and this would be something that you offer to key employees. Exactly what you're talking about, yeah. uh, you know, just a few minutes ago, Troy, if you're kind of passing along ownership and you're going to essentially become a passive owner, right? Sure. Yeah. You want to ensure that, you know, you're incentivizing those people in key positions and management positions that will continue to run the business. You want to incentivize them. So yeah, what you, can you do? You, you can offer sure. them potentially ownership in the business. Exactly. Yeah. You want to make sure that they have as much to lose uh, from the detriment of your business as, as you do. I right. mean, it, and there's no real way to align uh, you know, incentives other than to make them an owner. So they have some skin in the game. They they benefit when the business benefits. Document these, make oh. them very detailed. So there's no <laughs> questions, you know, when the time comes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an attorney would be a, a, a great uh, person to help you yeah. with some of these. And that's Most a good, of these. good transition because the next one on the list is assemble your team. Yep. Right. Um, you know, put together a team of advisors. You probably already have people that you work with in the legal side, per, attorneys, uh, accountants, CPAs, financial advisors, insurance folks, um, all of those things are going to be needed in the transition to, to exit. And we've had a, a separate episode on assembling a good team. And make sure those people, you know, have met prior, you know, make sure there's open communication sure. because yeah. oftentimes what you see is, well, my CPA says this, my financial planner says this, my attorney says this, everyone should be on the same page. You know, it's, it's yeah. a, it's not a to cohesive our own, uh, designations, Nick, but that's a good thing that a, a SEPA can do is kind of help quarterback that whole engagement and make sure that all of your advisors are working in concert to, toward the same objective. Right. Um, yep. Uh, don't forget a business broker. Uh, yeah. I'm the one at the table. At there the you moment, go. So. So I didn't mean to leave you out there, there Troy. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, so uh, the other thing, work on your business, not in it and uh that's you know that's just basic business sense you don't want to be i mean let's face it there's a lot of folks that own businesses that were a good technician Mm -hmm. and that's what got them there the problem is uh, you know you also have to develop skills of a business owner somebody that's the manager the one that's overseeing finances as well as the the product out the door the customer relationships uh everything there and and you you know sometimes you need 
to take a bit of a, a break from the day-to-day operations. Yeah, take a and step just back. Sit and think. Decentralize and think. the owner. That's exactly. Uh, I think was the title of that episode of the podcast we talked about, and yeah, that's very key. I mean, yeah, you can't, I mean, your if goal, the business can't run without you, then you don't have a saleable asset. That's and and, and working true. on your business, the goal should be to always be growing the value of the business. So identify the weaknesses, identify the, you know, the spots where you could improve and, and develop some sort of plan for that work on the business. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, next up, preserve wealth. Don't give it to Uncle Sam. I mean, there's a lot of ways and we've talked about these before as well, uh, where, you know, you can, uh, instead of having earnings going through the roof, there are legal ways that you can spend your money, have an asset to show for it at the end of the day, and maybe even something that helps you uh, upgrade technology, uh, you know, become more efficient, mm-hmm. uh, more profitable. There's a lot of things that you can do. Uh, but again, if you're sitting back thinking about your business and not operating in it all the time, you'll probably come up with some pretty good ideas there. And this is one that is... Uh, most business owners can identify with everybody hates paying taxes sure so there's ways to mitigate taxes then they're all ears from legal ways legal absolutely 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 um but that that one is not lost on most business owners is preserving the wealth and and trying to make it as tax efficient especially when it comes to the transaction itself sure yeah uh and this one kind of goes hand in hand switching to an s corporation uh if if that actually is something you haven't done already talking to your tax advisor uh one of the many in the team that you've already that we've already covered uh but you know see if it see if it actually fits for you the best tax strategy for your business organization yep the next one is uh is one that is often overlooked by a lot of business owners and this is developing an estate plan yeah um not only business owners but just people individually uh for some reason have a hard time wanting to get to that's the last of their priorities is to develop an estate plan right when it, it could be you know talking about preserving wealth well the estate tax last time i checked is like 45 percent uh if yeah. you're gonna have a, a, a taxable estate uh, that you'd have to have a sizable estate to to reach that threshold sure. but um but at nonetheless developing an estate plan uh, is is a very important part of the process. Well, and, and part of the estate plan, too, is, you know, I talked about funding. I've seen situations where an individual had to, uh, you know, they left a, a business. Quite often this happens with farming. You yeah. leave, a, you leave a, a farm to the next generation uh, and the taxes due, and they've got no liquidity to yeah. pay for the, sell for the, the tax. Sell the farm, gotta, pay yeah, the tax. You've just ended your legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, being wise about those uh, definitely come up. And I think we have an estate planning uh, attorney that's going to join us in you in know couple, in a, a few episodes. episodes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we'll get a little more granular on that at a later date. Uh, develop a personal plan. KC, this sounds like financial planning. Is that what we're that, talking about? That here? is where we're, what we're talking about, and uh, I can certainly help you with that if you if you want some more details. Give me a call, but um, definitely uh, should have should have a, an advisor or a financial planner and this, alongside. You. I feel like this plays into so many of the other questions we've talked about or key concepts, especially when you're talking about, you know, the value of the business as we, as we referred back to the structure, sometimes, you know, Casey, as you've said, an individual, let's say they they could sell to um, a private equity firm or let's say a strategic buyer for $10 million, but with their spending, their financial plan, maybe they only need $8 million and they can 
get $8 million all cash as opposed to a $10 million deal where, you know, uh, like an earn out or something. Exactly. Or a considerable portion is in stock, something like that. Um, So having that personal plan allows you to be more flexible and really identify what solution fits you best. Know know how much you need. I mean, this ties back into the readiness conversation. Are you really ready? And the only way to, to determine that from a personal standpoint is to know whether you can survive on what you think you might get out of the business at the transaction. Yeah. Uh, And it, it gives you some, some, some insight into what your options are too because you know obviously you're you're most of the time going to get more in value from a strategic buyer or or uh you know a third party buyout as opposed to you know sale to management or an esop or uh, generational transfer what have sure. you it's going to be a lower value but that might be what your priorities are so can yeah. you get by well with that option you say that what your priorities are so you know sometimes a business owner wants to leave a legacy that legacy might be that uh you know they had great employees that they want to uh to uh, see continue in the in the business that right. that they created so it's not necessarily all about the money yep. uh there's legacy uh decisions to be made here too and it's it's more complex than just where's the biggest check coming Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. All right. Uh, get a baseline business valuation. Nick, this is you and I, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, it, quite often what you can do if you if you pay uh, upfront for a, a single business valuation and you tell somebody, hey, look, I'm going to have this. Uh, I want to have this reviewed annually. And, uh, it, you know, they, they generally will make a deal with you. So you pay you know, maybe the going market value the first time and then you get a discount going forward. So it's not a bad idea to get that business valuation even before you might be ready to sell. Yeah. And I think just at its core, it's important to know what your business is worth at any time. Most individuals we talk with, they always refer to what their friend got for their business, despite the fact that it's in a different industry, right. might be in a different state, and they're might have totally to different profitability and, and growth projections. They tell you how many, what's the factor relative to EBITDA? Yes, you know, six times or whatever, and it's not at all market related. You might get six in some times, you know, economic times where yeah. certain market conditions, and you might get four in others, and it depends on the industry and the industry, cyclicality and the I mean, size of your business. There's, there's so many factors. Geography. Don't, don't don't go with the the straight yeah. general market multiple. Yeah, get an accurate idea of what your often. business is worth, and, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a granular you know no, valuation that would hold up in that's court. True. And sometimes, yeah, it's Troy and I always preach this when we talk to people. What is the basis for your valuation? If you're just trying to get some sort of idea. You may just need one approach, the market approach, where we can give you a, a fairly accurate idea of what it's yeah. worth using comps in the market as opposed to doing um, you know, the income-based approach, which is far more um, detailed and, and requires a lot more out of the, the analyst or appraiser But doing it also it. relies heavily on forecasts, which sure. often don't come to be. So, exactly. You know, so always be clear, whoever's doing the valuation for you, what your need? What's the why purpose? do you need it? What's the right. purpose of the valuation? Well, because you might not need the whole. Nick, one of the things that I absolutely love with these engagements with business owners is the fact that at the end of the game, you and I sit down with them and explain to them how we got to the numbers we got to, and maybe even show them weak spots. If you focus on this, you could enhance the value of your business by X. Right? Yeah. We have these conversations all the time. Um, so moving on, audited financials. Kind of uh, ties in there for valuation. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. you know, if you're going to sell the business, the buyer's going to want to see audited financials, detailed yeah. financials. And and if you are a business owner who doesn't keep the best books, just know you're not alone. We, we see it frequently. Sure. And 
It's never too late to start keeping better, more detailed books. And that will go so far in in selling your business. You can get a much more accurate idea of the value if you have good financials. Not to mention just having that, uh, again, going back to being just good business practice or or good business strategy, keeping updated financials, that might show you things that you didn't know about your business. Sure, sure. Point out areas where you can improve and actually enhance the value of your business. Yeah, and the audited portion of it. You got a third party, uh, unrelated to the business. Yeah, it's giving you an opinion want. on whether or not everything looks reasonable, yep. and that's the reason that a that a buyer is going to love that audited piece. Finally, uh, begin an exit file. So, you know, in this case, you're everything that we've just talked about. Uh, make notes, make good notes. Get yourself a checklist. And as you yeah, sure. complete each of these, and a lot of these are ongoing. It's yeah. not like you do it once and you it's you set it and forget it. But keep a folder. Keep everything together. Yeah. If uh, any of this seems interesting to you, you would like to reach out for us uh, to, to help you, give you some advice. You can always reach us. Call 770-429-9166. Ask for KC Smith, Nick Antonucci, or Troy Harmon. Uh, we'd be happy to help you. And we thank you for listening to Our Three Cents. You just need to come in, gents. Make a great plan, man. Oh, real McCoy and Troy, our three cents for free. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.